From now on, my middle name is going to be Excitement. Why? Because last week, I introduced a new segment to the podcast, The Mailbox, which is basically you, my listeners, sending me your comments and your feedback on the episode or the session that would have been aired the week before. And last week, I had my first um, submission, listener submission, that got me really excited. And then this week, I got two. So, you know, we're growing, we're upgrading. Yes, yes, yes. And so I just want to say thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for allowing me to interact with you in a way that is unique to us, you know. So before we dive into today's session, I want to share the two submissions that I got for the mailbox this week. The first is a voice note, which had me super, super excited because initially when I came up with the concept or as I was thinking about the concept, that is what I was really hoping to get um, in terms of the type of responses. I was hoping that people would record something on their phone, send it to me via email, DM, however they saw fit, and I would play it in the episode. So I got that. Ask for what you want. Yes. Let's jump into that. And then I'm going to read the second submission and then we'll move into today's session of Notice of Diaries. This listener, this is what they had to say on last week's session, which is session 43, entitled, Why Aren't They Supporting Me? I agree support comes in many ways, shapes, and forms, and it's not always going to come in the way that we expect it to from the people that we expect it from the most. I also want to add that the people that you want to support you would not support unless they can benefit from you in some way. Let's say you have a business, you're selling clothes or something, and your sister, cousin, your even even your mother would come to you and say, hmm, how much is this dress? And you tell them, that's $100. I wanna buy it for 75. You can't give me a discount? If you really want to support my business, you would pay full price. If you really want to see me succeed in this venture, you would pay full price, point blank, no questions asked. Unless, you know, at your discretion, you want to give them a discount, that's fine. But the expectation that the ones close to you have, you know, if you were going out of your way for them, you know, bending over backwards for them just because we're family, just because we're friends, then you really don't support me. You know what I'm saying? So people will quicker go down the road and buy that same dress for $100 if you didn't give it to them for $75. I love that perspective because it is so true. Sometimes people won't support you unless they see a benefit to doing so. You know, some people might say, oh, that's being business minded. That's being smart. But only you know your intentions. So thank you so much for that submission. Another listener had this to say about session 43. Why aren't they supporting me? They said, people are like this. They're not going to do anything unless they see other people doing it. Tell me about it. It's like when you're in an exam, you know you're finished, but you're waiting for somebody to get up before you get up. That is so true. We sometimes don't make the step to support someone unless we see other people supporting them because we think, you know, they can't be all that. They don't really have a lot of likes. They don't get a lot of feedback. So, you know, let's let's give them some time to see if this actually 
becomes a thing, if what they're doing becomes a thing, if they become popular enough to garner my support. And that just goes back to the point I made last week in sharing that some people are bandwagonists. You know, they're not going to support someone unless they see other people doing it. And that is something we just have to wrap our heads around. So if you weren't able to listen to last week's session, I encourage you to do so. That was session 43, Why Aren't They Supporting Me? And now we'll get into this week's session of Notice F Diaries. This week, I want to talk to us about evolving. More specifically, I want to talk to us about personal evolution, or in other words, personal growth. And I want to look at, I want to look at it from the angle of being afraid of personal growth. Now, hearing that, you might think to yourself, I'm not afraid to grow. I'm not afraid to change. I'm not afraid to transition if I need to transition, to pivot if I need to pivot. But allow me to present some perspectives to you. And then you can examine whether it is really true that you don't fear evolution. You don't fear personal growth. Let's first start by defining what the word evolution means before we really get into it. To evolve means to grow. It means to progress. It means expansion. It means to unfold. It also means to expand, enlarge, spread, open out, change, transform, adapt, differentiate, alter, etc., etc. Why am I reading the definition to you? It helps to revisit the definition of words if we're really going to have a healthy conversation about it, right? Now, based on what I just read, to change, to transition, to expand, to open up, to grow. We would think to ourselves, I don't have a problem with that. I'm fine. But think about where you are now versus where you used to be. And think about the time that it took you to get to this point. Then think about the reasons behind the length of time it took you to get to this point. Let's have a heart to heart. Let's be honest. Why did it take us so long to get here? For some of us, we have legitimate reasons. Things perhaps did not go as we planned, so we had to make some changes, which of course takes time. Something tragic, unfortunately, might have happened, and so we took a step back to reassess some things, to grieve even. But for some of us, if we're to be very honest with ourselves, the reason why it took us a long time to get from where we were to where we are is because we were afraid. We were afraid of what people are going to say. We were afraid of disappointing people. We were afraid of feeling as though we're, we're imposters. So instead of running, when we could have ran, we crawled. 
I'll use myself as an example. When I first started blogging, I was more concerned about writing things from a Christian perspective. I was more concerned about, you know, everything had to be Bible, 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 because I felt like that was what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. You talk about Christian things. And if you talk about Christian things, you always have to mention the Bible. And if you don't mention the Bible, you're sinning against, you're sinning against God and God is going to punish you and all sorts of things. My mind was just an interesting place to say the least, right? Now, I don't recall exactly what happened, but I started to know gravitate more to talking about, you know, just things that would happen in my life and the lessons that I'm learning from those things. And so I felt guilty after a while for not following the pattern that I created for myself, you know, because not everything had a biblical reference. I would just turn on my mic, turn on my record, turn on my mixer, and I would just speak. You know, I had my little notes and stuff like that. And I would just come on and talk because I I was more interested in sharing, hey, this happened to me and this is what I learned from it. Perhaps this would be helpful to you too, right? And at some point, I started to feel really guilty for not following what I said to myself, what I was going to do. It's not like I hopped on a soapbox in front of a million people and said, hey, I'm a Christian. This is what I'm going to talk about. I'm never going to change. That didn't happen. I just said to myself, you know, this is what I want to do. And I did it. But then over time, it started to change. My path started to evolve. I started to evolve. And for a while, and even now, I still have that internal struggle in feeling as though I am a fraud, you know? And so I say that to say that sometimes we don't progress as fast as we should, as fast as we can, because we're afraid that people are going to see us as frauds. You know, we set out to do this. We do it for a while. We recognize that it was fun while it lasted, but things are changing. Our perspectives are changing. Our interests are changing. You know, our niche is changing. And so because we would have established ourselves one way, we become afraid to go in another direction because we don't want to disappoint people. We don't want people to say, wait, but why all of a sudden are you doing this? Weren't you doing that? Or you can't make up your mind. You don't know what you want to do. Where does that even come from? In thinking about it, God made me realize this. That mindset came from our parents. It came from our guardians, our parentals, whoever was over us. Think back to when you were in third form in high school. Some of us felt really pressured to be sure, sure, sure that whatever subjects we chose, we were going to stick to that. We had a career plan for those subjects because we could not go back to mommy and daddy say, hey, I don't think I want to do the sciences anymore. I think I want to do business. At a young age, we had to be definite in what we wanted to do. Otherwise, we would be punished in whatever way they saw fit. For some of us, it was a good tongue lashing. For others, it was a literal beating. And so as we mature into adulthood, we carry that same guilt whenever we would feel the need to change, whenever we would feel the need to pivot, 
whenever we would feel the need to grow beyond what people have come to know us to be or represent. And so for a lot of us, we stay in a place where we're miserable, where we're not happy, where, you know, we're just disgusted because what? This is what people know me for and I cannot be anything but this because I do not want to disappoint them. I am here to tell you today, they'll get over it because sacrificing your own joy, sacrificing your own fulfillment, sacrificing your own happiness because somebody over there is going to be offended by the fact that you're deciding to make a change in your life that you're living, that you have to deal with the consequences of on a daily basis. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It's, it's, It's giving control, you know. It's giving prison-like mentality and we need to move away from that. We can't be afraid to evolve. Life is about evolving. Life is about changing. When we were younger, we used to like this. As we mature, our likes change, our interests change. I used to be obsessed with the color purple, obsessed with it. I still like it, but lately... I've been gravitating to blush tones, earth tones, neutral tones, those sort of things. And I actually felt guilty within myself. Like, wait, why Why don't I love purple anymore? I used to love the color. All my friends know me to love purple. Oh my God, I need to stick to purple. Oh my God. And then I caught myself and I'm like, it's just a color. You can change your mind. Why are you having judge and jury in your mind over a color? And that was the first instance where I realized that sometimes we hold ourselves to these standards that are so unrealistic that they're doing nothing but keeping us caged in. Another reason why some of us are afraid to evolve too is that we're afraid to fail in front of others. Raise your hand if you can identify. I know you can't see me, but both my hands are in the air and my feet are raised too. I can tell you stories about that feeling. We're afraid to fail in front of others because, let's be honest, when other people tried different things, you know, they dipped their hand in this, that, and the third, we had a little bit of judgmental talk behind that. We found ourselves saying things like, wait, they can't make up their mind. Wait, and she made it that the other day. Now she's doing this, like what? You know? And so having done that, we fear that people are going to do that to us. So we dare not step out of the box we've built for ourselves. We dare not come out of the square and go in the rectangle and then the circle and then the triangle. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that because we have been judgmental to others. And so we fear it's going to come back on us. (sighs) Deal with the karma and move forward. We can't be afraid. And I'm talking to myself in saying this. We can't be afraid to fail in front of others because falling and getting back up again, trying something, experiencing it not working out, and then deciding to do something else, it gives other people or even just one person because people are always watching. People are always paying attention to to our lives, whether we like it or not. Seeing us go through that, it gives someone else permission to keep going. When someone see you fall and get back up, it encourages them. It strengthens them 
to keep going. When someone see you try something and it didn't work out and you brush yourself off and say, you know what, I'm going to try again or I'm going to try something else, it gives them permission to keep going. The lessons from our mistakes are the keys that will actually unlock someone else's prison. (laughs) I felt the spirit in that. Let me say it again. The lessons from your mistakes are the keys that will unlock someone else's prison. Don't beat yourself up for falling. It happens. Someone is watching you and they're taking strength from your courage. They're taking strength from your boldness. They're saying, wow, if she or he can go through that and get up again and try again and try again and try again and again, then who am I to limit myself? Who am I to stay stuck or keep myself stuck. You're not failing. You're just learning what does not work, what will not work. Perhaps that shift in perspective would help us to be more gracious to ourselves, to extend mercy to ourselves, because we can be our toughest critic. We really, really can be. And with that sort of mentality, We, oh my gosh, we really do a number on ourselves. We really, really do a number on ourselves. Another reason why we may be afraid to grow, to evolve, to change is we're afraid to be seen as a fraud. More often than not, we judge ourselves so harshly, right? That when we make a plan, and it doesn't fall through, something happens or we realize that, you know what, it's midway on the journey, you realize you don't want to go to where you're, you've started to move towards. We come back and we criticize ourselves and we beat ourselves up. And sometimes it's so bad, it gets to the point where we can't move. It gets to the point where we say, you know what, I don't even want to try. I don't even want to bother. And so we stay there. But what purpose does that serve? If you realize halfway on the journey, you don't bother want to go, what do you do? You get up and you turn around. It may not always be easy depending on where you find yourself, but can I just remind you that you have permission to start over? You have permission to turn around. You have permission to change. You're not a tree. You can move. You can do whatever you see fit that will bring more joy, more happiness, more fulfillment in your life. Give yourself permission to grow. Give yourself permission to experiment with different things. I don't remember the name of that, um, oh gosh, the name of that, that, that childhood story with the three bears, Goldilocks, Goldilocks, yes. Do like Goldilocks. You try until you find the one that's right for you. I remember. Let me grab my phone for this so I can read it to you properly. But I came across a post by uh, a guy that I follow on Instagram, right? His name is Marty Woodard. I hope I'm not butchering his name. Marty Woodard. And he's based in Atlanta. And recently he shared on Instagram this post that says, reinvent your business as many times as it takes till you get it right. Now, when I saw that, I know he was talking to entrepreneurs, business owners, et cetera, et cetera. But I took that as a personal hit. 
I read that this way. I read it as saying, reinvent yourself as many times as it takes till you get it right. Till you get you right. Till you're in that place where you are satisfied. You are happy with you. Reinvent yourself as many times as you need to. If somebody met you one way and then somewhere down the line, a couple months, a couple years, maybe even a couple weeks down the line, you're a different person and they have a problem with that, that's on them. But you know you're growing. You know you're changing. You know you're becoming closer to who you really need to be. Again, that pressure from our parents when we were younger to have our minds made up and to stick to one thing and not experiment, we have to move away from that. There's so much inside of us that is yet to come out. So much beauty, so much creativity, so many wonderful ideas, so many solutions to problems that people have that needs to come out, but it will not come out if we don't allow ourselves to experiment. If we don't allow ourselves to try different things, if we don't step out of the mold that we've placed ourselves in. Can you imagine the solution to someone else's problem wrapped up inside you and and the other person is there waiting like, God, what do I do? God, how do I, how do I meet this challenge? How do I do this? And the answer to that prayer is wrapped up in you, you, but you don't know that because you're afraid. You're afraid to go in front of people. You're afraid to change. You're afraid to try different things. Don't do that to yourself anymore. There are people waiting on your growth. There are people waiting on your evolution because what is going to come forth from it is going to set them free. (laughs) Ooh, the spirit is moving today. (laughs) Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to do the work because that's another reason why we're afraid to grow and why we're afraid to evolve. We're afraid of the work. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. Guilty. Guilty. We rather stay where we are, even if it's unsatisfying, than bow our heads, roll up our sleeves, tie up the bootstraps, and do the work. We can't continue like that. We really can't. It takes work to grow, it takes work to change. But the reward, oh my gosh, the reward is so great. Because when you take the time to try different things, when you take the time to experiment with other areas of interest to you, because remember, you're not one-dimensional, you're multifaceted. There are different sides to you, there are different things about you that you are yet to unlock. When you take the time to explore, to be curious about yourself, what you'll find is that you will learn so much about yourself that you never even thought possible. You will begin to unlock skills and talents that you could not have even dreamed up for yourself. Some things are obvious to you, like you can tell what you're naturally good at. Nobody has to tell you, but there are other things that you are yet to learn about yourself. You have to become curious about you. What else can I do? What else am I good at? What is locked up in all this goodness? Why did God take the time to mold me, to carve out my individual fingerprint, to number every hair on my head, 
to give me an exact number of eyelashes? Why did he take the time to do all of that if you weren't important? If you don't mean something? If you weren't purposeful? Be curious about yourself. Ask yourself from today, what am I good at? What can I do? What am I here for? When you ask yourself that question, you'll feel a way. Just today, I heard my mentor say that. You know, when we ask ourselves those kind of questions, there'll be nothing, nothing, almost like a spanning. <laughs> when we ask ourselves those questions, there'll be nothing behind of it, meaning we won't really feel anything. We won't feel no vibe. The answer won't come right away. But the more we ask and the more we genuinely pursue that curiosity, things will begin to unfold. Things will begin to manifest and show themselves. The right people will start to come into your life and and just call out things about you that you didn't even see in yourself. Somebody ever look at you and say, hey, you know, you're good at X. And you think, me, for real? I never really thought about that. Thank you. That's what's going to begin to happen when you become genuinely curious about yourself. And know too that with the wisdom that you would have gained from previous chapters in your life, you can now write a whole new story. It's natural to feel guilty for wasting time. It's natural to feel guilty for not being as far ahead as other people. We feel bad when we come to the realization that we have been the one holding ourselves back. But what we can do instead of loathing in self-guilt and self-pity is say to ourselves, you know what, look, I now have a wealth of knowledge from years of experience in this thing called living and adulting. I can now write a new story for my life. That's the power that you have. And nobody else can do that for you. That's the beautiful thing about it too. So don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to evolve. Don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to fall in front of others. Because seeing you fall and get up again, it's giving them the courage. It's giving them the strength to continue what they would have started to do in their own lives. So, note to self. Be curious about yourself. And don't be afraid to change. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's session of Notice Self Diaries. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that something I would have said would have resonated with you, would have challenged your perspective and caused you to think about things differently. I would love to hear your feedback on this week's episode. You can send your comments, your responses to alicia at noticeofdiaries.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A at note to selfdiaries.com or you can slide into my dms on instagram at note to self diaries and share your feedback there voice notes texts are both welcome until our next session please take care and i'll speak to you next week